business. Like, dude, I love, I don't know where we cut off, but I'll just start from here. I love training clients, okay? I, I love teaching them. That's that more than anything, I love teaching them. You know, when you see somebody finally know, know how to turn on their cross or their hook or, you know, things of that nature, when you see their footwork growing and you, and you see it and I'm like, damn, they feel like a real fighter. I love that feeling. I live and die for MMA. And I love to help people personal training wise, right? But I am more hooked on entrepreneurship than anything. And I don't want to wear and tear my fucking body forever. I am in constant pain from my forearm just past my elbow, both of them, from holding mitts all the fucking time, racking weights all the time, and then doing my own workouts all the time. So constant, constant pain all the time. I just never bitch about it or try not to. Um, I want to grow out of training people. I'm always going to love it. Maybe one day do it on a, on a high-end tip. Like, you know, I can only got a few people, only got a few hours, and they're paying top dollar. But I want to grow out of that because for, for my sake, to, be, to, to hit the level of success that I would like, it would have to be me growing out of those private sessions that I'm doing. It'd have to be something bigger. And <clears throat> that's why I started journeying into everything else to eventually get there. That's what pays the bills. And that's why I have to continue having clientele, continue busting my ass, balancing it with podcasts and everything else. And I'm working on gear. But the, in due time, is to, to grow out of that. You know, you, you have to have that plan B and you got to do it the right way and you got to take things in consideration. You know, <clears throat> a facility like that makes total sense, helping people out. And there's plenty of money. Private sessions and anything is expensive. And when you're helping, you said it's herbal palsy people, Parkinson's people, um, troubled use. You're not going to get money from them, but you're helping them. You just get this gratification. You're giving back. But then here comes the people behind that. Well, I saw you doing for that. Well, what, what, can I do something private with you? I'm not a runaway, but I like to, And it just goes like that. And there's just there's a lot to be there. I, I think you guys are going to kill it with that. And I'm going to bug the hell out of you. Hey, get out of here. Hey, what, you guys still in town? Why the fuck? <laughs> get out of here. Where, where is that? What's the, the realtor's name? The fighter? Eddie. Eddie, get them the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, but... um. Anyhow, uh, I want people to follow you guys. I want people to know a little bit more about you guys. I know that my podcast is all over the place with different guests. Um, and, and some people gravitate towards fighters. Some don't. Some want a scientist. Some want a veteran. But I think you guys got an amazing story and you got so much more to come. And I want people to try to you know follow you on your journey, as I definitely will. What is um, your handles? I know I, I almost remember it perfectly, but I don't want to kill it. Britt, what's your handle? Yeah, so um, on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, it's still Team Britain Heart, where my Facebook is Britain Beltron, so you'll see me over there. And we're still kind of playing with it, like I said, uh, with boxing, and even with like my 5.0 thing. You know, I really feel like sometimes like, when you have a boxing name, you know, it really kind of chooses you. So kind of thinking going forward, I still have to brainstorm on how I want, if I want it to be, you know, still with the 5.0 but keep it Beltron or like, I don't know. We're still playing around with that. But anyways, those are, so I haven't changed it on my Instagram and Twitter or TikTok yet until we come up with a really good, like, sun name that you really should, finds you should, us. you should do a flirt with a poll. Ask your fans to do a poll, but try to give yeah. them an option because if not, they're going to fucking throw every stupid ass <laughs> name in. Give them like, hey, guys, what do you think out of these top three or four and, and see what they say. You never know, you know, to help you out with that. Definitely, I agree. And Joe, yours is just a name, but it, there was a... It's a, a on Instagram, Joey Beltron underscore MMA. And then on Facebook, Joey Beltron. And Twitter, Mexicutioner760. So for people who don't know, by the way, and I, I forgot to say that earlier, so that's been Joey's fight name. 
for ever. Well, since yeah. I started following third, him. Third was, fight, yeah. So it, he's, he's Joey the Executioner Beltron, and that was one of the dopest fucking fight names, the Executioner. Like, come on, man, that's that's dope. Right? They were, I always remember when they, uh, this guy... Uh, Buffer. Buffer was yelling your name out there. Executioner. <laughs> so what do you guys have lined up? You said you got some verbal commitment of a fight coming up. It should be in... Uh, November... Six, I believe, uh, in New York. Okay. Title and defense uh, with Arnold Adams. Third title defense should be Ar- Arnold Adams. Yeah. And uh, this is for for those of you guys who might have just forgot or whatever. Bare knuckle BK bare knuckle fighting championship BKFC. They can go to bkfc.com, right, and watch it there. Oh, and bare knuckle. Oh, it's a BKTV. Oh, you're right. Dot BK. Yeah, <laughs> you guys can find it. It's not, yeah. not going to be the most difficult. Just Google thing. it. So, and that's, that's coming up in early November. So we're looking forward to that. And then Britt, we're still trying to hear something from you. You you should be like we we talked about it. Majority of the MMA world thinks that you're number one contender. It should be the next for the fight for the title match. Somebody might beat you to it. So you're in a little limbo. Oh, I forgot we got the little one that you haven't even showed. <laughs> I just heard him. Um, her, her. Yeah, her. <clears throat> um. So we're trying to hear something. Do do we think we're gonna hear something soon? Or I I know everybody wants to see the rematch against me and Beck Rawlings, <clears throat> and Beck's announced that she's coming back. Whatever. Um, so uh, I'm really excited for that rematch. Just like how Joey is with like Arnold Adams. That was like my my first one um, on BKFC two, and I really want that back. So I'm eager for that fight. So that's why I'm like I'm kind of in limbo too because it's like well. Do I wait for that fight? Who knows? Because COVID is so crazy right now. Australia is on lockdown. Really, I have I find it very very hard to believe that she's gonna come to the U.S. to fight. Mm-hmm. So it's like, damn, I don't want to put all my chicken, you know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I don't want to put my together. Did you guys yeah. see the chemistry there? Did you see he was ready. He was Thank ready, man. Thank you. Yeah, so, so, okay, so, so for that. then it's like, ah, uh, you know, I really want that fight, but what if I fight and then she comes back in a couple weeks and they give the fight to someone else? So it's kind of like the fight game is just so crazy when it comes to like political moves. But I think I'm ready, obviously. Like, I have no injury, injuries. I'm healthy. I'm happy. But that kind of goes into it. Like, hey, like, you know, like, we talk about fucking fighting hurts, man. Like, training for the fight, going into it. I'm not in a huge rush to get back to it because it's like I'm enjoying my life. I love Joey to death. We got our new little puppy, Margo. I have my family back home. I have a lot of things that keep me busy. I just genuinely love fighting. So for me... It's not anything to prove. I really want the rematch against Beck. Anyone who wants to run their mouth, I definitely want to punch them in their face for free. So I don't care. I'm ready to fight. Um, You know, I am kind of like looking and watching like Taylor. I know that she's coming undefeated. And I know people are saying that they want that fight a lot. So to me, it's kind of like I feel like um, just rising in that itch of wanting to get back and fight and kind of just being like, well, fuck it, I don't care. Like, who's, who's ready and who do I need to take out? So if they're going to say Beck is the best, Christine is the best, you know, now they have Taylor coming up and she's going to be undefeated. To me, I feel like taking out the undefeated people, going like Beck, Taylor, are like number one for me. And then, um, you know, like Christine's been pissing me off too. So, you know, if they want to put her in front of me too, I'll gladly take that fight as well. So it's kind of just waiting for who who thinks that they can get I think, in the movie. I think if you're you're, you're kind of enjoying this honeymoon stuff going on, you know, with, with Joey, 
understandably so, and that's great. And I, and I believe everybody's happy, you know, to see the, the couple that you guys are. And, and, and we all want to continue, you know, applauding you and, and thinking and that it's going to continue in that direction. But meantime, enjoy that a little bit. Yeah. Don't be lazy. Train, work out, do everything you're supposed to, especially, you know, he's got a fight coming up. You want to borderline stay ready, not ready, ready, because I know you guys don't get called in for it, and then you shouldn't because you're already up there where you should not be called for a last minute. Oh, no, 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 like, yeah, for sure, me and Joey have a system going down, like, and this was even in our off time, but, like, for fun, like, we, like, you talk about holding mitts, like, Mm -hmm. it's an art, it takes practice to hold mitts correctly, so he'll hold for me five rounds, and I hold for him for five rounds, and we spar five rounds, at least, like, that same ritual, at least four times a week, so... We've been doing that, so it's getting, you know, I feel like, again, it's, like, fun for us, but we can be like, hey, if we get called in for a fight right. in two weeks, we would be ready, so we have that Well, nailed. if you feel that and you're doing that, then, then great, you know, then great, and just enjoy your, your time, because otherwise, I, w- I would definitely tell you to poke at some bears, you know, you know, stir some shit up. Unfortunately, that that gets you fights, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, you are in a weird position. You just you just said it all correctly, and you know if nobody. If you're not following BKFC and know those rankings and who you were talking about back Rollins and these people, then they're not going to understand. So yeah, yeah, you're kind of in a weird. Just wait. So don't get frustrated. Stay borderline ready. Enjoy this. You know this honeymoon. And just keep, yeah. you know keep kicking ass. Eventually, if no one says anything enough. You're gonna get riled up. You're gonna get itchy as fuck. You'll be like, "Fuck, I need to call a bitch out." You know? Right. Well, I think they did say Wednesday, so tomorrow that they would have a better understanding if that Beck fight is gonna um, be something that's actually reasonable. And if not, you know, you're right. Maybe I will poke the bear a little bit and and call some some. What's up? Out. What's up with Rachel? She went up. She went up and weighed, or she doesn't want any smoke, or what? And they said she doesn't want any smoke till January. So I guess maybe she. I don't know if she's in the same boat. She's enjoying it. She <clears> looks <throat> like you know. I, I like Rachel. She looks like she has a boyfriend. She's really in love with. She has a family, a very strong family system. Mm-hmm. She has a business that she's entrepreneuring in. Um, so who knows what it is? But you know, whatever she said. You know, she doesn't want to fight until January. So. Okay. That's kind of off the table, which, I mean, I wouldn't mind that at all either. But then it gets to people are like, oh, well, you know, they don't have as much experience as you. And I'm like, we're talking about five five fights. And overall, we're not, like, new to combat sports. But, you know, I was like that, too. Like, when my pro debut was against Beck Rawlings. So, right. get the fuck out of here. And she already had an MMA, a big MMA background. Yeah, so whatever. But I'm ready, you know, for, like I said, again, my resume, I don't even need to say it. Because I feel like if anyone wants to go on to BoxRec and look up my name, Britton Hart, my resume speaks for itself. I fight anybody. It doesn't matter what their record is. And the, I fought out of my weight class. I fought some of the top world-renowned people so again me running or being cherry-picked is definitely not the case well that speaks volumes and, and you yourself have never bucked a call out but <laughs> awesome that you're in the, you're in a position where they got to come for you now you know you're, you're the one with the target on your back because you are the champ and defending champ so guys i can't tell you how much i appreciate you guys stopping by the show by the podcast yeah and being a fan of yours joe we're going to continue being a fan you got me to be a fan already months ago before you started dating this guy. And now uh, I get to have you guys on the podcast and you're a married couple. You guys are wild. <laughs> <clears throat> you guys are wild. But I, I really do believe in it. I, I sense the energy. It's fucking cute. It's not something that you see very often. And I think it's dope that you guys share so much common ground on the fight world, the struggles, the this and that. And I, I think it's nothing but up. And so, again, appreciate it, man. You guys blessed oh, yeah. the podcast by being here. Guys, don't forget, show some love. Follow these people. 
Team Britain, Hart, Team Joey Beltron. Forget about the handle. I don't know what it is. I already said it earlier. It's easy to find them. Just spell their names yeah. out. Yeah. Stay tuned, guys. Thank you for supporting the podcast. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Awesome, guys. Awesome. Man. Really appreciate it. That was awesome. Yeah, that was fun. It like <coughs> really get... was. Really was. It's like, man, when you start talking, like, you have that interest, like, you share stories, especially, like, with, like, starting businesses. Actually, you wouldn't even believe it, but, like, for Joey, like, uh, listening to him talk, like, he's had some really badass jobs.
something like landmark. I was talking to him one day and he said, I can't remember if he said it or I said it, that we did landmark. And I was like, shut up. Like nobody even knows what landmark is. But the fact that he went through it and did it is like, and I used to joke about that. I said, I would never be with anyone unless they do. Landmark. I don't know what it is neither, but I do want to find out. Yeah. <laughs> what is What's going on, beautiful world? We are officially in season three, and we could not have gotten here if it wasn't for all you crazy motherfuckers. Thank you so much for all the support, man. I really do appreciate it. Our subscribers are up to almost 1,300. That's huge for me. We haven't even been around. So let's 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 fast forward a little bit. So you guys, speaking of fast forward, you guys fast forwarded, okay? And. And me personally, and I know this could definitely be looked down upon, and I can see people's argument towards it. You know, you should take things slow, blah, 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 blah. I get it, I get it. But you've been in multiple relationships, and you ain't no fucking young chicken, you know? You're an adult, you're 31. You've been in multiple relationships, and you're a, a little bit older of a young chicken, you're 39. So if you guys already know what you want, I'm somebody who supports it because, of course, I'm going to be biased. If I was in your shoes, I would have been like, hey, we might as well just get this shit over with right now. Either we're going to sink or swim, but let's just find out. Fuck all this long distance, forever texting, expensive flights to go see each other. No, just come over here. Let's let's do this living thing. And if, if you're digging in and we're filling in, and, you know, let's go into the next one. So how long was it from <laughs> she finally came? You you convinced, well, first you almost uh, kidnapped her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. With the one, with the, with the one way ticket, which yeah. was gangster ass move. How, how much longer after that? Did uh, everything else become you? That you guys got married, man. I mean, so we 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 went to a couple of places. We went to Mississippi. We bounced to South Carolina, and then we came to Miami, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, once we got to Miami, maybe it was like March twentieth or whatever, March something, right around the end of March, basically. And then, so it was kind of like even back then, I was like, well, I don't really. Uh, I was like, so do you have to like be back anywhere? And she's like, no, I'm not really committed to anywhere. <laughs> And I'm like, this all right. Crazy. I was like, all right, cool. And then like, she just basically came and was like, stayed in my apartment. Uh, but the funny thing is, is like, I was like, I don't really have a room where I stay. I kind of just like sleep on the floor on a mattress. And she's like, all right, cool. And so like for like the first like two months, like we just, but we, man, we fell in love on that little floor wow. <laughs> because we just like, because my coach had the room. <laughs> we had me, my coach, my coach and I shared. This one bedroom apartment, but he had the bedroom, and then I had my little mattress set up in the living room, and that was that, man. And so Britain came, and like we would like sleep on the floor and go eat food and train and wake up and do teach our seven a.m. classes, and we just like <clears throat> we were just together. Have you guys hit each other in bed by accident yet? <laughs> no. Are you? I feel you like guys you don't told twitch me I in did bed. Once. Yeah. I think maybe, one maybe time. Maybe an elbow. Maybe an elbow. No, we're actually, again, this is crazy, because, like, with my kids, like, I have two kids, I love them to death, Peyton and Paris, but when they sleep with me, I'm like, get off, like, you know, I'm hot, I'm sweating, I'm right, like, get off right. me, it messes my mojo up, but, like, that was another thing with me and Joey, like, not being weird, but it's like, I always just say, like, the best way is, like, a, like a little otter cuddle pile, like, pup, you know, we could be sleeping on each other, like, all weird ways, and just be, like, like, out, like, when we were, especially when we were first together, now we're like, we watch movies. We did the struggle together, which is really cool being that we're both established and successful. We were like, like he said, staying on a mattress. We didn't have a TV. 
We didn't have anything. We literally trained all day, went and laid on that mattress at night and fell asleep, like, instantly. So no we, TV, we, sp nothing. we spoke about that off camera, um, I think, when we were first preparing. You know, uh, you had mentioned how you guys had caught COVID before one of your big fights. Yeah. And, it, and it fucking put you guys both on your asses for two weeks and everything. And anyhow, I don't know how many people know that. That's amazing. I can't believe, you know, you pulled that off and, and still fought freshly off of COVID. Um, but when you struggle with somebody, when you, when you go through low moments, you know, uh, tough moments, uh, emotional moments, crying, uh, we survived this, we almost got killed, we almost died, we, you know, things of that nature. It's like you had mentioned in Britain, that camaraderie that that soldiers share, that uh, team players share, you know, and, and and they might not like each other that much, but man, we went through a fucking lot together, and you will always have that bond. And it seems like you guys shared that right off top, amplified it with the little apartment struggle, and then quadrupled it and doubled down <laughs> with the uh, the COVID thing, you know. And then you guys share a real a real dope energy, man. You know, it's it's one of those things that you don't hear much. You know, kind of like storybook, really, but just on a kind of on a fight tip, maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. That's yeah. probably is why he wanted to marry me, too. I mean, you got to think, COVID is, like, something, like, our like not just our country, but the whole world is shut down and changing. Right. And to go through that, like, that was, and him still fight, it was, like, a really, I, I didn't even tell him because it was, like, I want to bring, like, shed light to it. But for me, I was, like, dude, if I have my title fight going up right now and I caught COVID, I'd be freaking out. I'd be so upset. I'd be distraught. But it was kind of, like, just trying to distract that and still work together. But we didn't want to get anyone else sick. Mm -hmm. So we had a quarantine together. So he couldn't go to the gym. He couldn't spar. He couldn't, he couldn't get mitt work or pad work from his coach. So I had to be the one to do it. And you know wow. what? It was like from being sick and miserable and wanting to die, not being able to taste or smell anything, we did it. And, like, we did it well. Like, as miserable as it sounds, and it was. It was, I'm telling you, 104, like, wow. fever. Like, literally 104 fever, uh, night, you know, just the whole shebang. But, you know, some of the best moments, just being able to be cuddled and be with him and not anybody else. It was kind of like that, you know, and the fact that we could do that, you know, like, my coach from back home jokes all the time that if Joey can take me talking for more than a month, that it's a lifetime thing. <laughs> <laughs> that coach knows you, huh? Yeah, Let me ask you, what what were people, your, your loved ones, like everybody's got an opinion. You guys got somebody who's in your small circle of love that, you know, hey, what the fuck are you thinking, bro? Hey, Britain, what's wrong with you, chick? Like, what are you doing getting married so fast? Like, were people against it? Or were they like, dude, that's dope. Rock with it. Go with it. I think we were both might have, we didn't really care because, like, really, at the end of the day, we're grown-ups and old, and it's like, fuck that, we know what we're doing. But I think maybe there was a sense, both of us, in the back of our head, like, ah, oh, people are going to say shit, whatever. But I think I'm kind of surprised the love and the amount of people that have yeah. supported it, like, from his family and my family. I yeah. haven't heard, I can't even tell you one person. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you know, you know what's crazy, and I, and I don't expect you to remember it because you, know, you have a, a great following. Both of you guys got like twenty some thousand followers, and and you were getting smoking hot from the um, Paige Van Zandt fight, which I, I do want to bring that back up as well. But I had sent you a message, but I did it on the post, uh, not not DM, and I put because you had just started posting pictures of you guys dating. There was no marriage yet, and I said, man, y'all look something like. Yo, you guys look mad cute. A couple goals, hashtag couple goals and whatever, whatever. It was like one of your first pictures of you guys kicking it together. And uh, and I really meant that. And then uh -huh. you then you posted something maybe three weeks later, a month later. I don't think you got married yet, as quick as that is. <laughs> but 
on your storyline. And then I, I put a message on that one. I said, hey, man, I really do think you guys are awesome, and that's fucking dope, and congrats. You guys look crazy happy and whatever. And I meant it. I definitely meant it. I, I, I mentioned it earlier about having common grounds. To have those common grounds of fighting, struggles, willingness to sacrifice, you know, things of that nature, and then to, to test each other so quick with, you know, such crazy decisions one can say and in such circumstances one can say, and then to make it this far, shit, man, you guys are already leaps and bounds in front of people who've been married 20 years who still haven't, you know, faced certain challenges. So yeah. I, I definitely think it's awesome. Um, but you haven't seen her fight yet while you, since you've been with her. No, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, 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 you did. Yeah, you did. That's right. The the last girl you fought. That's true. Yeah, and that was crazy. So, yeah, it kind of goes in what you were saying earlier, like being a team. And, like, like me and Joey really have that because not only is now my husband and we've gone through, you know, he's seen everything. He knows everything. Like, seriously, and then very few people know everything about me. Mm. And if they do... They might not really like me or want to put up with me, you know. But Joey knows everything about me. And still, and this is what we joke about, it's not a matter about loving someone, it's liking someone. He's still, because you know how it is. We love someone, but we might not right, like. Right, right. Enjoying somebody is different than you just love them. We, yeah. Well, we do love each other, but we like each other. Right. Like, we really believe and like being around each other. So for him, I kind of was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, is that's going to be like him coaching me is going to be the right decision. But, you know, and it really wasn't because of him. It was just because he's a fighter. And to me, it's like, you have to be 100% committed and no, like, Nothing against him, but if he's fighting, he can't be 100% committed to me. It would be, you know, he has to be committed to himself as a fighter. On the same card, you mean? On the same Yeah, night? yeah. that's how it started. That one I can agree on. Even though some fighters have pulled it off if you're far enough from each other, but you guys are head of, you know, head, head of, uh, fuck, what am I trying to say? The yeah, main smooth. event, yeah, you, yeah. you guys are fight away from each other. That's different. But I do want to ask, how was the emotions? Because now, you, you know, now you're in love, you know, you're freshly in love. You're Whether you were married yet, I don't know, but... And then now Joey goes to defend his belt. Did, was it different? Were you like, holy shit, I, I didn't know I can get this riled up because it's him? Or was you still, because you're a fighter and you're a gutsy chick, where you're like, my man's about to go whoop that ass and you really weren't nervous? So I'm usually always like that because I'm like kind of like, the, I have an antagonizing kind of personality. Like I'm the one that's like, yeah, go get him, fight. You know, that's just mm -hmm. me in general. But for him... In his fight, I'm telling you, I actually had asked my manager at the time to help me down because I was like, I need you to help me because I was shaking. Mm. And I was like, I can't walk down. I'm going to trip and fall in front of everybody right now if I don't have someone to help me down these stairs. That's how bad it was. What about yours, Joey? I not believe her. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like <clears throat> freaking out in the back for a little bit, like to the point where I was like, man, my, my chest started hurting. I'm like, dude, I, I, had to go outside. I had to go outside and pray. Like, I had to go outside, get on my knees, and fucking pray. And, like, dude, like, I can't do this on my own. I need your help. I really need your help right now. And then I was able to, like, get it together, go in, and fucking get my job done as as, as a coach. And, uh, you know, but definitely for sure, like, it was fuck, it was it was nerve-wracking in the beginning. Britt, you have yeah. this epic. First of all, your, your fame took a big jump when Paige Van Zandt, you know, famous girl from UFC, little pretty girl. She, you know, I think she's a really good fighter. You know, um, especially in MMA. Yeah. But she's had her, her falls, and she went to BKFC, and she wants to bang. And you called her out. I thought it was epic after you whooped that girl's ass. You called her out right there in the middle of the ring, and so on and so forth. Eventually, you're her first fight, dope ass fight. I believe it was fight of the night, right? Was it fight of the night? Uh, 
I don't remember. No, no it wasn't actually. That was five know. rounds. It was fucking great. Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. You know what? It was Taylor and that Chirsa girl. They got fight in the night. Oh, yeah. they must have just etched yeah. you out because they had, yeah. Because it was so bloody. Yeah, that's what I was going to say because they were way more gory. Okay, well, anyhow, amazing fight. You beat her, you know, uh, skyrocketing, so on and so forth. Now you have this second fight, the girl you just beat. When you beat her, I, I told you the story that I was showing one of my clients, the video. When you beat her and it's, and it's all over and you're walking away from her and your mouth was bleeding and you dug into your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> we, I'm going to try to, I'm going to put the clip on the, uh, the video of uh, once we post it on YouTube. But you, I don't know how you did it. I, did you practice this? Does this, does this come <laughs> out like, you, you know, you, it's very savage. You, you grab, you put your fingers and got blood on your fingers on purpose and then you pulled it across your lips to kind of give yourself the bloody smile look that the Joker has. Right. And did a good job at it. And you look pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> what's, what's all that about? Eh? Yeah. Actually, it's funny. When I saw that clip, when BKFC put it up, it was literally the first time I've ever saw it. Like You, I, you forgot you did it? I didn't even know I did Get it. Get the fuck out swear. of here. Swear. Like, you can ask Joe. I yeah. watched it all day. I was like, can you? Yeah. I was running around the house all day, like, putting the clip in his face, being like, I did, do you see that I did this? Like, who the fuck am I? That's crazy. You really did not remember it. Do not remember. That's the endorphins just crashing and you're just naturally doing you, but you don't remember it. That's well, wild. like you can watch that video and like when people go and watch the clip, like it's so crazy because I you can tell like when I get the blood and do the smile, I'm not happy. Like you can see the pain in my face. Like I'm just like, I mean, I'm telling you, these two teeth were out of my mouth completely. It was actually that was after the page oh. fight. It was after yeah. the page fight and BKFC ran it as a promo for the Jenny Savage fight yeah, yeah yeah but it was actually the page it was actually the page fight so so britain had her f bottom four teeth pushed in yeah. <laughs> cracked and so when she did the smiley face she did the smiley face because she literally her but i was like in agonizing pain like and i know people joke about it and we can joke about it and whatever but like the whole i'm feeling speech and when i was screaming like when i was like ah you know, I literally did that because it was like either that or ball down, cry and like fall to the floor with like extreme pain. Like it was painful. And so for me, you know, like when we get our endorphins, you know, when you scream, mm -hmm. when you see people do that, it literally is like so weird, but it does. It like makes you fill up with endorphins, but the pain goes away so I can like subside it right, and right. be happy, which I was legitly happy for my victory. But even when I remember leaving that and like going and taking pictures with the fans, I'd be like, and then I'd be like, oh my god, my, oh, I just can't. God, this be I like, can only imagine. It was well, like going back from like not that I was being fake, but hey, yeah, I want to. Oh my god, I want to get out of here. Oh, I hate it. oh my god, I'm in so much pain, like falling. It was excruciating. Even the doctor was like, he'll tell you for the rest of our lives, we had a moment. Like when he looked at me, he's like. I gotta push your teeth back in, or they're never gonna—they're gonna, you know, like die, and you're not gonna have the chance of mm -hmm. keeping them. And I was like, just do it. And he was like, all right, this is gonna hurt. And I'm like, and so I hold on to his shoulders, and he takes it and shoves all Ooh, four of my teeth back in. I'm telling you, it was oh, like gosh. the pain, like that we shared, and that mm. experience was 100% real. I'll never forget it. Never. Do you remember the exact punch that Paige hit you with that did it? Yeah, I do actually, because nothing, and that's kind of like what, how stupid and crazy my speech was with it, where I was like, oh, no one's ever hit me as hard. Obviously, I was like in endorphins and doing the the fight, but it is there is a little bit of truth to it because it's like. Nothing that she ever hit me with or anyone hits me with hurts. Like, I'm never like, oh, man, that's a good one. That got me. 
But with her punch, when she punched me and my mouthpiece came out, I remember literally thinking in my head, oh, shit, she just broke. Like, I literally mm. felt my teeth crunch. Like, and I was like, fuck, she just broke my teeth. <laughs> so the fact that I felt that and, like, knew that, and I was just like, you can even see there's a clip. There's a clip. And I, as soon as she punches me, and it's a jab. It's a hard, stiff jab that she steps in with. So mm -hmm. shout out to the power of a jab. Right. You know, and it was just so stiff. It caught me in my mouth that when my mouthpiece came out, I felt my teeth simultaneously break. I just pushed it back in and was like, Fuck. And then just was like, and kept going. But in that moment, it was like slow motion. Like, I remember it coming out and me being like, oh. That shit, that shit hurts just thinking about it. Joey, you've been in so many wars. Give me one of, a memorable one where you really felt some some injury or pain that you had. I mean, bleeding was normal for you, but <laughs> what's something that you remember that was, holy shit, man, that one punch, that kick, that knockout, I don't know. Uh... You know, it's funny, like, the, the 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 few times that I've been knocked out, like, you don't really feel those. Right, like, right. You just get, boom, boom, <clears throat> like, and then you wake up and the doctor's around you, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I know what that means. Damn it. Um, but somebody that, like, like hurt, I wouldn't say that maybe it would have hurt, but it was, like, the first time I ever had that. Uh, oh, it, shit. No, no, like, uh, experience, like. I remember um, me and Matt Matrione, we got fight of the night way back when, and um, it was a crazy, crazy brawl, and I, I fucked him up the first round. UFC or Bellator? And UFC and okay. UFC, and then, and then I went after him the <coughs> second round, and boom, 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 I was getting, I was like, oh, I'm going to get him, I'm going to get him, I'm going to get him, and he, and he was southpaw, and he like stepped back, and boom, he cracked me with the left, and I remember he hit me, and I, it was like a, like like no joke like a fucking like a like an 18 wheeler honked its horn in my ear and, and i was like oh shit. like oh, oh 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 and then boom and everything and everything came back and i went and came back like with like 20 seconds wow oh man like i was like oh shit <laughs> Have you yes. had, have you sustained any injuries that knocked right. you off track for like a couple months, like yeah. torn ACLs or anything of that nature? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing is that uh, I actually tore both my ACLs in high school, and then my right one, I tore my senior year, which totally derailed all my <coughs> college plans and everything, going to wrestling and school and stuff. And uh, I never was able to get that fixed. My mom had a, had a good job when I did my first one. And the second one, my mom had lost her job, so I, sure. I I never got I never got it fixed, and so I did UFC, did Bellator, did all that stuff with no ACL holding my knee together. Damn. But anyway, uh, as far as like injuries, like um, Tony Lopez broke my arm in the first fight, the first time we fought together. Yeah, he caught me in a, a standing Kimura, and I remember like, oh wow, yeah, yeah, and I remember like where I was like running around in a circle, like we were. Like yeah, yeah, because you're not on the ground. Yeah, because I was defending, defending the shoulder, mm -hmm. and then it gave way at my elbow, and my, my hand just went, whoop, and just flipped up like that from here. Whoop. And so that took me on for like nine months, and then I got my jaw broke uh, fighting for Bellator's uh, light heavyweight title, and uh, that one sucked. And the funny story about that is that, uh, <clears throat> like, when was it? So I remember I got I got clipped or whatever, and I remember waking up. I I came to and and the like the doctors were in front of me and I oh man I got all upset and then I went and stood up I got my wits together. I remember standing up while they announced them as a winner, and I walked out like fuck this let's get out of here. 
And then next thing I remember, no joke, next thing I remember is being like in the lobby of the hotel, like trying to eat French fries. And like, I couldn't eat, obviously, because my jaw was broken. And I, and I, I remember asking my coach, my homie, and I was like, hey, dude, why the fuck did I go to the hospital? He's all, oh, they tried. They tried to get you to go, and you went ballistic and started throwing shit. You didn't want to go to the hospital. So you don't even remember that part? Uh, I don't remember that part. So yeah. you so you still weren't acknowledging that you had a broken jaw? Correct. That correct. had to be wired or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oof. So then it gets even better. Like, because... So then we fly back from Detroit to California. We fly back, and then and then my, my guy, Brandon, just drops me off at the hospital, and I go straight in. And then, like, they saw me, they examined me, they gave me a bunch of pain meds and stuff like that, and the doctor came in. He's like, okay, so you have a broken jaw. He's all, so you definitely, you know, you, you want to you wanna go on a strict liquid diet and really refrain from any activities where you move your, where you move your jaw. And I was like, all right. And he starts writing all the paperwork. And in my head, I was like, aren't I supposed to get this wired or something? Like, right. Like, all right, whatever. Boom. Got in the car, went home. And then uh, the next day, I woke up, and it was seriously, whoosh, like, no joke, like, protruding, like, four inches. Like, jeez. It got hit. So what had happened was is the, the tooth in the back of my mouth, on this side, yeah, the tooth in the back of my mouth were both of them were cracked, the top and the bottom molars. And so those had gotten infected. And like that was a huge infection in my face. <laughs> but how come he didn't? And how come you didn't have to wire you? Because he was know? a fucking idiot. Wow. And so I went back to it. And then my manager sent me to this other like legit doctor. And like, yeah. And then they, they pulled the teeth out and they put me like temporary or. Or what is it? Local anesthesia. I didn't go out. They didn't put me out. And then they wired my stuff shut. How long were you wired for? <laughs> Nine weeks. It would have only been six. But this was back when I was still drinking. And, and I went out to Las Vegas with, 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 with Monster Energy mm -hmm. for the uh, super, BMX or, uh, Supercross or whatever. Okay, yeah. And like. Monster Cup. Yeah, the Monster Cup. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was like drinking. And by the end of the night, I was like. Fuck that! I took all the rubber bands off my wire and started eating chicken wings. And I'm like, yeah, I don't savage. I was, like, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck this and shit. It, and then it didn't affect you, though. I know, no. And then I went back to the doctor on Monday. Like, what the hell did? What the hell happened? And I was like, oh, um, <laughs> you know, one of my clients that I personally trained hit me in the face accidentally with a medicine ball. I missed the ball, and they're like, really? Well, I mean, you're gonna be in the wires for at least another three to four weeks. I was like. Fuck. <laughs> so yeah, it ended up being nine weeks total. And Brent, what's what's your worst? Was, was that your worst injury? Having your teeth put uh, put through like that? I will say, yeah. I mean, I've been definitely through a lot in my life, but it was funny when I started fighting, and people were like, "Oh, you know," like people say that all the time to you know to girls. They're like, "Oh, you don't want to mess your face up," but it's like I always used to joke and was like, "As long as I don't get my nose broken, I'm fine." And then here it is, my nose has been broken like four times. So once my nose broke the first time, I was like, oh, it's not that bad. And so I kind of got you okay with it. You can't tell your nose, is, your nose is, they aligned it. Yeah, well, thank you. You I'm, can't tell it's been It's broke. to the point now where I can go. I went, last time I went to the doctors for something else. And they're like, yeah, you know, you know, you got this and your nose is broken. I was like, really? I, didn't, I, didn't even, I don't even feel it anymore. But... Um, yeah, so, so that's happened. And then the stitches, I've gotten like seven face stitches so far. The worst one being in my eye. Yeah, I definitely I did not like that. Um, it was, it's literally like right next to my lower lash line. So that was like the worst as far as sitting there. 
But pain, you know, and I have, I've broken my hand. And same thing, funny story like with Joey, like I broke my hand. I went to um, the doctor and they casted it and I needed to work. So I went to my job, I was a waitress and they're like, oh, you can't wait tables with your hand casted. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can, yeah, I can. And they're like, no, you got a hostess. I'm like, I'm not hostessing because hostess is like, you know, half the pay and stand up there and like, you know, whatever. I was like, I'm not hosting for $8 an hour. I'm going to go wait tables. And I would carry the tray and be like, damn it. And I went back to the back and literally it was like the very next day. I had only had that cast on for one day. I went to the back and I took one of our, like our big um, industries scissors and I cut it off. And they're like, what are you doing? I was like, fuck it. I don't care. I don't need it. And I went out there and I served and I started doing everything with my broken hand. And I, I it was like that for a really long time, like super, like, it's funny because I don't realize it now. But when I look at pictures, like I can, I'm like, dang, I have like a mutilated right hand because I didn't take care of it the right way. But the teeth thing, you know, with Beck, I had um push like, and if you look at pictures before my fight, I joke about it, too, so it's, like, cra- it's a crazy good thing because my teeth are kind of crooked, uh, like my lower teeth. And, I mean, well, who cares? No one really cares. Mm-hmm. I, I could care less. But same, they, same here. <laughs> yeah, but they were. So when she hit me, my teeth knocked back to where when I got out, they weren't completely out of my mouth. They were just angled backwards. And I was like, fuck this. I'm going to do it while my endorphins are high. And I took my teeth and shoved them in the front myself and I did it, and it worked. And then I went, you know, after the fight, I went to a dentist, and they were like, well, you know, and they wired it in the back. So when they wired it in the back, you couldn't tell, but lo and behold, here it is. I have perfect straight lower teeth. <laughs> I was like, yo, my teeth are way better now than before I got them knocked out. So I was, like, always super happy about it that I had perfect teeth because they had that wire in the back holding them in perfect place. So then when I fought Paige and I got hit with that one punch that we were talking about, I felt them immediately go out of my mouth. And I was like, oh, no. And it was like that wire that I'm telling you that's in the back. Mm -hmm. That wire, it's anchored to the rest of my teeth to keep the four teeth in place. But it's anchored to other teeth. So when those two teeth got knocked out, they're just floating around on that wire because that wire is anchored to my other teeth. So, like, you could see pieces of the wire still glued in the back of my mouth. So I'm, like, trying to spit my teeth out, and I can't. They're just, like, floating there. But the the top one got fractured up at the top, and it was. Same thing, like, with Joey. Like, they told me if I didn't get it pulled that I would wake up one day and my mouth would be, like, swollen out to here due to infection. So I just had to go in and, and have it pulled, and this tooth came out in two pieces. So they came out with the tooth and then the root was literally severed in half and that i'm telling you yeah i would take anything i'd take stitches broken nose everything over having teeth problems appreciate it let's get back to it let's let's switch the topic to a something cuter than teeth getting punched in and fucking <laughs> gory scars and all that i don't even know how many people listening have already cringed and might have even turned us off because that's just you know it's a tough life and i know you guys experience that a whole lot i want to know and so do a lot of people and i know there's a, there's a tiktok thing going on and there's multiple different questionnaires going on for couples and it's great to see these couples to see how well they think they know each other you know uh, most of them do the, the, the answer these questions blinded you guys don't got to be blinded obviously but we we finished on um injuries and teeth oh that's right injuries and teeth okay huh. <clears throat> yeah oh Let's, let's switch the topic to a, something cuter than 
teeth getting punched in and <laughs> gory scars and all that. I don't even know how many people listening have already cringed and might even turned us off because that's just, you know, it's a tough life and I know you guys experience that a whole lot. I want to know, and so do a lot of people, and I know there's a, there's a TikTok thing going on and there's multiple different questionnaires going on for couples and it's great to see these couples to see how well they think they know each other. You know, uh, most of them do the, the, the answer these questions blinded. You guys don't got to be blinded, obviously, but just don't let when you call each other out, throw you two off and just be ready for the next question. I know you guys told me you did something like this once. So <laughs> wanna have some fun with it and let's just see where you guys are at. And uh, you know, these, these are good questions. They're, they're nothing crazy, but then once they're done, I wanna have some more personal questions in regards to being a fighter and things of that nature, okay? All right, so here we go. You guys have been married how long now? Three months? Two. Two, two months, woo, okay. Who initiated the first kiss? My boy, <laughs> I love it. Who apologizes first after a fight? Damn, I was gonna get points on this one. Who is the funny one? <laughs> Who's more romantic? Okay. Who is the most patient? <laughs> Brent, you got some work. Bro. What's going on here? <laughs> who, who is the better cook? Ooh, I I used to think it was me, but she's been killing it lately. Okay, okay. Finally, Brent got one. <laughs> <laughs> who said I love you first? Oh, oh it's interesting that you guys don't know that right away. Okay, that's cool. I I think it was him. It was like a yeah. It was after my feeling speech, and I yeah. I'm pretty sure he's like, dude. I know what you meant, and I think that's when he first. I mean, we said love ya, love you, but but that's true. Yeah, I yeah, love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that. Okay, who takes longer to get ready in the morning? Women. <laughs> who is grumpier in the morning? <laughs> Women. <laughs> Who you're winning now? <laughs> who is who is more stubborn? Brit. Guys, get to know Brit, man. Who is the bigger baby when you're sick? Now, that's a tough one there. You guys are kind of toughing it out on your own. Um, I don't know. You haven't been sick since, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we that's did. A tough one. I know. Like, we're both pretty good as far as. Just I mean, trying to tough it out and not yeah, 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 yeah. You guys are both as tough as it comes, so I think that definitely even Steven. Who is the social butterfly? Women. <laughs> but are you pretty good being socially? I mean, hold um, back a little bit, sometimes. reserve sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Um, who I try to be social, so I didn't want to say women on that one. Um, I think you know, especially for your career, you, you kind of got yeah. to you know, mingle a little bit more. Who is the messy one? <laughs> Who spends the most money? <clears throat> and what's that on? <laughs> Just like food. Food? He's um, big in the so you know, he has so many, like, it's so funny. It'll be one of our little arguments. Well, not real arguments, but right. he has so many supplements. I'm like, do you take these? He's like, yeah, I take them all. I'm like, do you really? Like, we have eight different elderberries, like, just tons of, like, supplements. But it's cool and fun to kind of experiment with them. But still. Man, I, I think, well, if anything, that'll be the last thing that someone could get upset at for spending money. It's on supplements, you know, you're trying to get healthier, <laughs> be different, a bunch of fishing gear, and you barely yeah. go out fishing, you know, yeah. shit like that. So that, that that's understandable. Now, and I'm always like, can we uh, order DoorDash or let's go out tonight? And she's like, well, we have food at home. He literally gets a package almost every other day. 
in front of our apartment doors. As, in, as in orders or as in a sponsor? Uh, both. I'd okay. say both. It's a mixture of both. Joey, are you an undercover fat ass? Or no? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just no, saw a picture of you from your pool workout. You're looking slim, bro. I know, I know, I know. I'm definitely always like fat kid at heart. Mm-hmm. I was really. Yeah, when Mexican I bloodline. Are yeah, you still yeah, yeah. super addicted to the Mexican oh, food? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, man. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And did yeah. he bring you on to that, or do you, you like Mexican food as well? You like it all? I love Mexican food, but I will say that when I went over to California, he took me through the first Mexican drive through, and I was like, Mexicans have drive throughs? And he's like, yeah, I know. That's what I was like. That's Cali shit right there. Dev- and, and he said the same thing, and oh my God, it was amazing. Their food is like way better over there than it is over here. I would say the first for so, fact. So, so keeping it Mexican and on the menu, who's got worse gas? <laughs> <laughs> Although he did try to Dutch oven me, and it was Joey, funny. I'm dead. Joey, I, Joey, I called that shit out on multiple podcasts. I said like, I don't know how couples do that shit. Like that's like, I don't even want my homeboys. Farting all up in front of me. Oh, like, yeah. Walk away. Like, why, why I gotta hear that? It'll definitely smell it. Well, I, I definitely that, that, that let me know personally that how much I really liked it. I kept that shit in hiding for a long time. That's hilarious. Trying to impress and, and then when he but did, I asked, to be fair, did I ask? I was like, you know, I just wondering, what would you? Would you be offended? Would you get mad if I if I Dutch oven you? And she's like, Oh my god! No, I'd I'd probably just laugh. And then like, sure enough, like like an hour or two later, I was like, Boom! (laughs) Yeah, but then I hit him back, and he was like, Oh, double Dutch oven. That was a rough night of sleep, bro. Holy shit. So we laughed. Like, it was super funny. So we did it. Like we. What's something that you guys like to do outside of this? violent beauty that we all care about so much. I mean, obviously, I know you guys watch some fights, you attend some events, but is there certain things that you guys, you know, that whether you're experiencing it together for the first time, like, let's say, fishing, diving, uh, you know, museums, I don't know, what's something that you guys do to kind of detach from the fight world? We uh, didn't. Or you could just live in the fight world. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. No, we don't. Actually, that's why people probably just assume that, oh, we're badass and we just fight all the time. But, man, we really, like, me and Joey really have an awesome, like, personal life. And the fact that we go to the beach, we're snorkeling. Okay, we got, like, nice. badass snorkeling kids. Yeah. So, shout yeah. out to Michael Phelps for his little weird snorkeling thing. By the way, talking about you guys, you know, in the future, you might move somewhere else. That's something that you won't find anywhere else. Our waters. Yeah. yeah. Not even in Cali. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the snorkeling, yeah, we do. We love it so much, and we're actually really good. If we we first uh, not first start, but we just started about. We're on it like for like two weeks, but we kind of had a hint of it before. But we read together, and when I say okay. read, it's not like he reads his book. I read. We actually read out loud to each other, and that's like Dang, something. That's something I've never heard. That's a very rare thing, but I love it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I would think, I and mean, we always joke about starting. Starting up uh, a podcast or at least a foodie blog, but we, I, one of our one of my favorite things is we go to like different restaurants and we just fucking critique the shit out of them. <laughs> These fucking people suck. So why do you do? I know. Our, our podcast could be you know difficult getting people on. You see all the equipment yeah. needed. Editing's a fucking mess. But when you do a vlog, man, that now you can do it on your own. You have fun with it. Put that camera there. 
Joey and the wife and then we are critiquing just restaurant hop. That, that sounds good, dude. I yeah. know. When we do, I really think we we talk about it every time because we go and we are like super on it on like we watch Chop together too at night and we'll be like yeah, big fan of that, yeah. Yeah. And so when we go out to eat, we'll be like, Well, if only this like it's like we pretend again, kinda like that how we first met, like we pretend mock comedy. Mm-hmm. Now we're like pretend mock Food critics. critics. <laughs> Speaking of doing things in the future, let's let's talk about something realistic. Um, excuse me. This obviously this fight game takes a toll on us all, you know, and, and it, it the longevity is shortened some earlier than others, you know, it all depends. Um, but Joey, you're slowly knocking on that door. I don't know what you plan, if you've already planned, or if you're just determined to put in at least another hard whatever three four five years of fighting and you don't care to think about anything else yet but if you do and, and you as well Britt what is what is some after plans that you guys might be contemplating is there already something in the works or is there something that you guys now that you're together hey how, what, what do you think about doing this you know because this fight game isn't going to last forever Britt you got plenty more and I know that you're whooping ass and still looking great so I think you got plenty more too but we just got to be realistic got to yeah. be responsible oh yeah know? yeah yeah exactly I think ultimately, like, and that that kind of goes intertwined with like, uh, with us kind of thinking about re- not thinking about, it, but definitely in the process of moving from Miami and relocating back to Virginia because Britain actually owns a house in, in Virginia. It, you know, immediately, which is mind boggling. Yeah, yeah cause immediately you save money. A twenty-year-old had her shit together, but she she did back then. She was crazy, um, you know. And so that being said. We wouldn't be bleeding out, you know, thousands of dollars every month. Right. And just normal bills here that we are in Miami and over there. And so we think about, we, we've actually talked about this a lot lately, is uh, kind of have like a, um, a training center, yes, but also like in conjunction, for lack of better terms, kind of like a halfway house, but that would help like people um, either A, like straight from prison, or B, that are dealing with, with like substance abuse issues. So it can be kind of like a <clears throat> part for, part of the facility yeah, yeah, part, would be geared towards some form of training. Yeah, because yeah. So, yeah, you're you're gonna put in work physically because we're gonna train your ass, and mm-hmm. then also you gotta hit like your multiple AA or NA type meetings, stuff like that. Because I'm a big believer in that because that helped me, um, you know. And then also too, like then you have structure, and you have you know coaches there that actually are involved and enthralled in the program, so. We definitely have like some good ideas as far as like getting that going. And and in reference to the the, the city that your house is in in Virginia, mm-hmm. you you had mentioned way earlier it was a small town. Mm-hmm. Um, do they have facilities like that over there, or not really that yet? Not maybe a boxing gym or something like that, but that's it. Yeah, and that's kind of no, they don't. And that's why, like so for business me, business opportunities there. Yeah, that's what, I had the house and I bought it when I was twenty. Well, I mean, I still make payments, but right. still, it's halfway paid for. But I got the house when I was twenty-two, so I was really young. So like a lot of people don't have it, and I did. You know, like I said, I was doing really good. Went to college. I actually got my master's degree. I got a job. Blah blah. blah. And then when all the shit happened bad to me in 2016, I was like, ah, you know, I have to make a hard decision. And right now with me being in this small town where everyone just attacks you and, you know, they kind of like they're one of those towns that kick you when you're down. 
And like, you know, so people, not just me, so if you're, you know, a drug addict or an alcoholic, if you slip, you know, you get divorced, everyone talks shit about you, you have no place to belong there. Like you're the black sheep, like you're, you know, and uh, exiled out basically, but it sucks that you have nowhere to go. So then you just walk around getting in trouble, no one wants to help you, and you just, you know, makes it worse. You get more on drugs, more alcohol, more jail time. So this kind of like what the pattern is in that town. So everyone's like, you need to get away because this is what is holding you down right now. But I knew like in my heart, I was like, but I don't want to, one, quit and run because this is where my house is, and there's a lot of people here that I do love and care about friends and family, etc. And so I was like, ah, you know what, I don't know what the best thing is, but I'll just move and live out of my house and rent it out while I'm figuring out where I belong and so forth. But I always thought about and talked about with Joey, like that's how I felt in that town, that I had no place to be, no place to belong, and I had to travel all the way to Danville, which is like an hour and a half drive, to get any boxing training. So thinking about it now, if I felt that way there, think of how, and look what I've done with my life. Like, I truly feel like I'm a, like a diamond yeah. in the rough. I think you guys got a great opportunity there. Yeah, who else is in that town that needs it? How many kids, like where I live in Joey, right. you know, we go back anytime. There's kids there, it's all walking distance. How many people would benefit from it that otherwise, it's kind of one of those towns that like the white male is the one who succeeds. You know, if you're a person of color, female, they're like still kind of stuck in that way. You don't have as many opportunities and damn sure social class. Like if you have X amount of dollars, you are on this side of the town with this type of activities. And if you have, you know, money, you're on this side of the town with this certain activities and you don't meet in the middle. So to me, having that house where we have people come in, fighters, but even community-wise, like now you have a place to belong. Now you have structure. And in this house, you can't bring drugs. You can't bring alcohol. So they're not going back to, you know, think of how many right, people right, that, yeah. Yeah, who want to be good, but then they go home and it's like... It's all around them. It's all around them. So how much easier it is to get mad and be like, fuck it, give me this beer. Right. You know, but in this place, all that shit's going to be gone and you belong and we want you there. And even if it's... Maybe you're not a fighter. Maybe you just need a fucking place that's going to listen to you and give you something productive to do. This sounds like you could either either or make it a um, a um, nonprofit. Mm-hmm. With of course giving you, yourself salaries. You know, people don't think nonprofit is you. Know, you got to give yourself salary if you guys are going to run it and all that. But you can open it on your own own. You know, because again, you guys got plenty of years left in fighting, making making money, saving, and all that. And you can definitely get some partnership or sponsorship, you know, to do such a good thing, because that's, you know, that sounds like something that anybody would be willing to help out in, so I really love the idea, I, I really do, and and Joe, you had mentioned that you had, once you were pretty bad on the bottle, right? Yeah. And was it AA meetings and stuff like that that got you off of that, or was a combined <coughs> total going in and out back and forth for many years until you finally got it together? Oh, uh, no, 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 like, so, like, uh, I remember when I first went to an NA meeting. I think I was like 24, 24. And I remember I would, I went, I went to a couple. And I was like, wow, man, I'm not as crazy as these people. I'm fine. I'm fine. These people need these meetings. I'll be all right if I tone it down. And then like, fast forward a few more years later, and then I was like, I ended up back in going to meetings and stuff when I was like 28 or so. And then went for a little bit, and then I was like, okay, I got it under control. And always, always like that, I convinced myself that I have it under control, I have it under control, and then I would like spiral back and get back 
get back into my shit. And then finally, back in 2017, I went to rehab, checked into rehab, and stayed there for about four months at this place called the Fellowship Center in Escondido, California. And it's just like, yeah, man, those people there saved my life. They helped me save my own life. And that's how that, that's how that, and that's actually like where. Uh, so you definitely have a, a great rooted connection to yeah. that in regards to yeah. witnessing yourself how much that can help and then here you guys are you know uh, brainstorming something to not forward and to not that extent of an actual halfway out but just within your realms of fight world yeah, and yeah, everything yeah. else and uh, yeah. man I think that's a great recipe man. and not only that but, you know, but like also to like from my from my experience man you gotta understand like I was fucking ripping it hard like fucking Coke and booze and everything else I could get my hands on mm-hmm. while fighting at the highest level. And, and and you don't mind me asking, why so? Were you just a little party, a little wild? Or was it because you're a I pro mean, fighter and kind of got to your head having fun? Just because, I mean, ultimately because I was an alcoholic. Okay. okay. <laughs> an undiagnosed alcoholic, you know? Okay. And it's like, not the kind of alcoholic where I would like drink or I have to wake up and have a bottle of Jack waiting for me. Like, right. I was the kind of alcoholic where I would have like one. One beer would lead to two beers to lead to like, all right, let's get on the phone, let's find the connection, mm-hmm. and let's go. We gotta hit that next level, hit that next level, hit that next level. And I was like always thirsty for something, always trying to fill an empty void, just classic shit like that. Right. Just always right. trying to fill an empty void and just with the with the next substance or the, the most substance. Or if I did this, like, oh, this kind of feels different. But I know if I if I did this level of drugs, I would feel way better. I would feel better. I would finally feel normal if I did this. And it's like. Yeah, it was just a fucking crazy, crazy merry-go-round, I call it, for all those years. And, uh, you know, like, when I initially started fighting, and when I first started fighting, like, I was really, really good for the first few years, like, get while I was in the game, because I was so, like, uh, one-track my, I'm going to make it to the UFC, I'm going to make it to the UFC, I'm going to make it to the UFC. And, and I got into the UFC, like, four days shy of three years. Like, I got in. I was like, all right. And then once I was there, I was like, it's almost like one of those examples of like shooting like shoot too low like my, my goal was just to make the UFC and then once oh, I got to the UFC okay. I was like alright I reached well, it what's, right. what's well, left what do I do now right <laughs> you know and then like once I was there and then that's when like then it was cool to party in Vegas and then like oh we're in Vegas like everybody's got a bag on them everybody's got a fucking right. you know, some pills on them and shit and like, well that's just what we do in Vegas and whereas people would stop on the drive home I was on the phone, like, no, man, let's keep this fucking party going. And so it's like, you know, that's how that would go. And, and, and I would be, I would stop for like six weeks. I would stop for like eight weeks from my training camp, and then it became six weeks. And then it became, okay, we're not doing anything for a month. We're going to be strict for a month. And then a month became like two weeks. And like towards the end, man, like I was getting fucked up like the week of the fight. Damn. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, by the grace of God, you know, I was able to, to you know, save myself with the, with the help of some some good brothers that really really took me under their wing and, and showed me the way so and so now so all that intertwining what I was saying is like my original idea was like I already even had the name for it like the fighting light the fighting light like a, and have like a logo be like a, a lighthouse which is crazy um anyways don't let somebody steal that from me yeah, make yeah, sure yeah. <laughs> Because I like how I know there's so many of, of people like that in the fighting industry that have so much like deep rooted underpaying. Like nobody, I'll always remember my manager told me my my first manager that I had, who we were we were we were on, we were on a plane to go to my first fight, 
And uh, and he's like, you know, anytime somebody walks in the gym and wants to join the team, first of all, we want to make sure he's good enough and he can hang. And then after that, we have to ask ourselves as a coach, okay, what's this guy's problem? And can we manage it mm-hmm. amongst our other guys' problems? Because ultimately, anybody that wants to fight in a cage and make that his life has something fucking wrong with him. Right. There's and I remember, uh, I remember when he first said that, I was like, I don't know what he's talking about, man. But it's, it's very true, man. Like, so many of my friends, like, my dear, dear friends, you know, <clears throat> that, like, were, all, were my teammates for years. Like, you know, I, I have found, like, there's, like, some people that just, like, drink beers. And there's a lot of people, that, a lot of fighters that didn't do anything that I grew up around with. And there's some fighters that just drink. And then, like, this whole fighters got, got really, fucking really sick with it on the weekends. It's like, those are the guys I always managed to find. Like, oh, these are yeah, my yeah, people. Right. <laughs> these are my people. You, know? you didn't hang out with John Jones, did you? No, <laughs> maybe once or two. One, one or, maybe one or two nights. <laughs> but uh, you know, but yeah. So it's like, yeah, man. There's a lot of people that could, they could yeah, benefit, yeah, exactly. benefit from something like that. And Brent, you obviously, you know, you've had your ups and downs, and like you said, you, you felt like the black sheep of that town, and you also had that uh, bad incident with um, the ex or whatever that was, and all that. So. You also know that these locations, you know, they, they do help. They do help, especially in small cities and all that. And, man, I, I honestly think that's a great idea, especially because you guys are paying way too fucking much to be in Miami. I love Miami. Everybody <laughs> listens to the podcast knows it. I mean, I pay too much for this goddamn crib right here, bro. Like, $1,900 a month. Like, I could be living large somewhere else, you know, paying that a month. So, um, I, I, I like the idea, and I think the fact that you guys are encouraging it in each other is beginning phases. Just start brainstorming the fuck out of it. Maybe yeah. make a legit blueprint. How big of a facility would we need? You know, what's the going price over there? And all? I mean, you still haven't gone back. By the way, so what is roughly the target date? Like, you guys are going to finish your lease first here? Or? We're in the process right now of talking with uh, our original our original friend, Eddie. Eddie the realtor. No. <laughs> That's the thing. He's, he actually fucking fought. Crazy, crazy, quick little story about this guy. So, Eddie, Eddie uh, Concepcion. He fought on, on my BKFC, and he scored the second fastest knockout in, in BKFC history. He knocked the guy out in like six seconds, eight seconds, something like that. And Yuli has the first one. Right, three. three. So Eddie was like literally like two seconds after he knocked the guy out. And Eddie was... That's uh, our realtor. Yeah, yeah. Realtor. We were introduced to him first uh, like, <clears throat> by the owner of the gym. He's like, okay, this guy can help you get an apartment. Boom, boom, boom. And then like a week later, he starts talking to me. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fight. And I'm like... Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> then he, he showed up to training the next day. And we were like watching him shadow box. And I was like, I, I even told him, I, like, I don't know about letting this poor guy fight. And, but then he got better, man. He put in that work and he, he, really, he, he really came out and shined, man. He showed up. And that's crazy because he's a realtor. I'm sure he can make really good money when yeah. times are good, but yet he chooses to fight. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, good. he's a good guy. Like, at first, super, cool. super nice personality wise. I mean, he would do. He would take this shirt off his back for you. Like, he was really, had cake made after everyone. After he won, he had a cake made for everyone. The whole box art studios, just super nice and great guy to be around all the time. You, you know what it is? I know that people <clears throat> people think that you know because we, we, we love this violent sport. You know how, how could you get in there? And, I, and you just mentioned a few minutes ago, there's always some type of boy, something weird, something crazy about somebody who has it in them to get in and, and do this. And I do agree. I do agree that everything everybody's measured differently, but a lot of them have some type of common ground of uh, rough upbringing. 
witnessing you know the bad, the wrong things, being dealt with, whatever. There's multiple reasons. But what, on the flip side, what people don't really realize is <clears throat> hitting a bag, doing these MMA things that we do, the workout, stuff like that, just how alleviating it is. Oh, yeah. Just how, what it does you is just, it's, it's crazy. Like, I just had a session with uh, one of my clients. She's 55. It's her second, third time boxing with me. And I knew that I can't keep getting too technical because I'm a very technical coach. I know she needs to burn some steam. I know she needs to feel like she got a good workout. So let me not try to, you know, make it so technical. I said, hey, we're going to do 15 minutes of technique. And then we're going to go ape shit on this bag. But you need to keep it technical as possible. And then blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Anyhow, the whole thing was over. And she sent me a text two days later. I can't tell you just how good that felt to do that. But little did I know, it meant so much more to her because she had whatever going on in her head and she was upset at this. So to those of you listening, yeah, granted, we might be a different breed than we are. Try it out. It's very, very relieving, alleviating. It, it does things. Yeah, yeah. Right? I know people People early on would always ask me, like, oh, have you, have you ever have you ever used the stuff you learned, like in the street fight? Have you ever fucked somebody up at a bar? I'm like, Man, like, if you're really about this life and really, really training hard, like, I don't know about you, but I'm always too tired to even get anywhere near a conflict. Like, yeah. I'm just like, just leave me alone. I tell, I'll I tell, walk away. Like, nah, I yeah, I, I tell people, it, may, you, it might be the tired for you. I tell people that we're just way more disciplined where it's like, it, it goes through our head. There's a 95% chance I knock this fucker out. And he lands the wrong way. And dies. And dies. Or I'm just going to catch a charge because I'm the pro fighter, this, yeah. this, that. And it's just, and then you just, we tend to look at them like, I will fuck your whole world up and you know you're not even worth this. And then I think most of us have the, enough discipline to walk away. Now, yeah. granted, I did a little special on my vlog of Joe Schilling when he knocked a buddy out. Yeah. At yeah. The bar. That was deserving. Fuck that. That was deserving. I know he kind of planned it. But the guy deserved it, and Joe just said, I think Joe in his mind said, if this guy does anything wrong to me, I'm going to plant one on him because he's been annoying everybody for the last 30 minutes. Yeah. And we did see the proof that the guy did flinch at him. The minute you flinch, you're all over the place with different guests. Um, and, and some people gravitate towards fighters, some don't, some want a scientist, some want a veteran. But I think you guys got an amazing story, and you got so much more to come. And I want people to try to you know follow you on your journey, as I definitely will. What is um, your handles? I know I, I almost remember it perfectly, but I don't want to kill it. Britt, what's your handle? Yeah, so um, on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, it's still Team Britain Heart, where my Facebook is Britain Beltron, so you'll see me over there. I love training clients, okay? I, I love teaching them. That's that More than anything, I love teaching them. You know, when you see somebody finally know, know how to turn on their cross or their hook or... You know, things of that nature, when you see their footwork growing and you and you see it, and I'm like, damn, they feel like a real fighter. I love that feeling. I live and die for MMA, and I love to help people personal training-wise, right? But I am more hooked on entrepreneurship than anything. And I don't want to wear and tear my fucking body forever. I am in constant pain from my forearm just past my elbow, both of them, from holding mitts all the fucking time, racking weights all the time, and then doing my own workouts all the time. So... Constant, constant pain all the time. I just never bitch about it or try not to. Um, I want to grow out of training people. I'm always going to love it. Maybe one day do it on a, on a high-end tip. Like, you know, I can only got a few people, only got a few hours, and they're paying top dollar. But I want to grow out of that because for, for my sake, to, be, to, to hit the level of success that I would like, it would have to be me growing out of those private sessions that I'm doing. It would have to be something bigger. 
And <clears throat> that's why I started journeying into everything else to eventually get there. That's what pays the bills. And that's why I have to continue having clientele, continue busting my ass, balancing it with podcasts and everything else. And I'm working on gear. But the, in due time, it's to, it's to grow out of that. You know, you, you have to have that plan B and you got to do it the right way and you got to take things in consideration. You know, <clears throat> a facility like that makes total sense, helping people out. And there's plenty of money. Private sessions and anything is expensive. And when you're helping, you said it's cerebral palsy people, Parkinson's people, um, troubled youth, you're not going to get money from them, but you're helping them. You just get this gratification. You're giving back. But then here comes the people behind that. Well, I saw you doing for that. What, 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 can I do something private with you? I'm not a runaway, but I like to, And it just goes like that. And there's just there's a lot to be there. Man. I, I think you guys are going to kill it with that. And I'm going to bug the hell out of you. Hey, get out of here. Hey, what, you guys still in town? Why the fuck? <laughs> get out of here. Where, where is that? What's the, the realtor's name? The fighter? Eddie. Eddie, get them the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> so, but um, anyhow, uh, I want people to follow you guys. I want people to know a little bit more about you guys. I know that. My podcast is all over the place with different guests, um, and and some people gravitate towards fighters, some don't, some want a scientist, some want a veteran, but I think you guys got an amazing story, and you got so much more to come, and I want people to try to, you know, follow you on your journey, as I definitely will. What is um, your handles? I know I, I almost remember it perfectly, but I don't want to kill it. Britt, what's your handle? Yeah, so um, on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, it's still Team Britt and Heart, where my Facebook is Britt and Beltron, so you'll see me over there. We're still kind of playing with it, like I said, uh, with boxing and even with, like, my 5.0 thing. You know, I really feel like sometimes like when you have a boxing name, you know, it really kind of chooses you. So kind of thinking going forward, I still have to brainstorm on how I want, if I want it to be, you know, still with the 5.0, but keep it Beltron or, like, I don't know. We're still playing around with that. But anyways, those are – so I haven't changed it on my Instagram and Twitter or TikTok yet until we come up with a really good – like it's a name that you really should you should us. you should do a flirt with a poll. Ask your fans to do a poll, but try to give them yeah. an option because if not, they're gonna fucking throw every stupid ass <laughs> name. In. Give them like, hey guys, what do you think out of these top three or four, and, and see what they say. You never know, you yeah. know, to help you out with that. Definitely, I agree. And Joey, yours is direct, just a name, but is it, there was a, it's under- a on Instagram Joey Beltron underscore MMA, and then on Facebook Joey Beltron and Twitter Executioner seven six zero. So for people who don't know, by the way, and I, f- I forgot to say that earlier, so that's been Joey's fight name for ever, well, since I started following third, you. Which third was, fight, yeah. So it, he's is Joey the Mexicutioner Beltron, and, and that was one of the dopest fucking fight names, the Mexicutioner. Like, come on, man, that's that's dope. I, they were, I always remember when the, uh, this guy, uh, Buffer. Buffer, was yelling your name out, the Mexicutioner. <laughs> so what do you guys have? lined up you said you got some verbal commitment of a fight coming up it should be in uh november 6th i believe uh in new york okay title and defense uh with arnold adams third title defense should be Ar- arnold adams yeah and um uh, this is for for those of you guys who might have just forgot or whatever bare knuckle bk bare knuckle fighting championship bkfc they can go to bkfc.com right and watch it there oh, and bare knuckle oh, it's a bktv Oh, you're right. This app, com. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, you guys can find it. It's not. Yeah. It's not going to be the most difficult thing. So, and that's so that's coming up in early November. So we're looking forward to that. And then Britt, we're still trying to hear something from you. You sh- you should be like we we talked about. The majority of the MMA world thinks that you're number one contender. Should be the next for the fight for the title match. Somebody might beat you to it. 
So you're in a little limbo. Oh, I forgot we got the little one that you haven't even showed. <laughs> I just heard him. Um, her, her. Yeah, her. <clears throat> um, so we're trying to hear something. Do do we think we're gonna hear something soon or? I I know everybody wants to see the rematch against me and Beck Rawlings, and Beck's announced that she's coming back. Whatever. Um, so uh, I'm really excited for that rematch, just like how Joey is with like Arnold Adams. That was like my my first one. Um on BKFC 2 and I really want that back so I'm eager for that fight so that's why I'm like I'm kind of in limbo too because it's like well do I wait for that fight who knows because COVID is so crazy right now Australia is on lockdown really I have I find it very very hard to believe that she's going to come to the U.S. to fight Mm -hmm. so it's like damn I don't want to put all my chicken you know that's why you guys are together did you guys yeah. see the chemistry there did you see he was yeah. ready he was yeah. ready man yeah. yeah so it's okay so, so you're waiting for that then it's like ah uh, you know i really want that fight but what if i fight and then she comes back in a couple weeks and they give the fight to someone else so it's kind of like the fight game is just so crazy when it comes to like political moves but i think i'm ready obviously like i have no injury injuries i'm healthy i'm happy but that kind of goes into it like hey like you know like we talk about fucking fighting hurts man like training for the fight going into it i'm not in a huge rush to get back to it because it's like i'm enjoying my life i love joey to death we got our new little puppy margo i have my family back home i have a lot of things that keep me busy i just genuinely love fighting so for me it's not anything to prove. I really want the rematch against Beck. Anyone who wants to run their mouth, I definitely want to punch them in their face for free. So I don't care. I'm ready to fight. Um, you know, I am kind of like looking and watching like Taylor. I know that she's coming undefeated. And I know people are saying that they want that fight a lot. So to me, it's kind of like I feel like um, – just rising in that itch of wanting to get back and fight and kind of just being like, well, fuck it. I don't care. Like who's, who's ready and who do I need to take out? So if they're going to say Beck is the best, Christine is the best, you know, now they have Taylor coming up and she's going to be undefeated. To me, I feel like taking out the undefeated people going like Beck, Taylor are like number one for me. And then, um, you know, like Christine's been pissing me off too. So, you know, if they want to put her in front of me too, I'll gladly take that fight as well. So it's kind of just waiting for who, who thinks that they can get I in think, the I think if you're, you're, you're kind of enjoying this honeymoon stuff going on, you know, with, with Joey, understandably so and that's great and i believe everybody's happy you know to see the the couple that you guys are and and, then we all want to continue you know plotting you and and thinking and that it's going to continue in that direction but meantime enjoy that a little bit yeah don't be lazy train work out do everything you're supposed to especially you know he's got a fight coming up you want to borderline stay ready not ready ready because i know you guys don't get called in for it and then you shouldn't because you're already up there where you should not be called for a last minute oh no 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 don't make like yeah don't, for sure me and joey have a system going down like and this was even in our off time but like for fun like we like you talk about holding mitts like mm-hmm. it's an art it takes practice to oh, hold yeah. mitts correctly oh, yeah. so he'll hold for me five rounds and i hold for him for five rounds and we spar five rounds at least like that same ritual at least four times a week awesome. so We've been doing that, so it's getting, you know, I feel like, again, it's, like, fun for us, but we can be like, hey, if we get called in for a fight right. in two weeks, we would be ready, so we have that Well, if you, if you feel that and you're doing that, then then great, you know, then mm-hmm. great, and just enjoy your, your time, because otherwise, I, w- I would definitely tell you to poke at some bears, you know, you know, stir some shit up, 
unfortunately that that gets you fights. But yeah. you yeah. you are in a weird position. You just you just said it all correctly. And you know if, if nobody if you're not following BKFC and know those rankings and who you were talking about Beck Rollins and these people, then they're not going to understand. So yeah yeah you're kind of in a weird just wait. So don't get frustrated. Stay borderline ready. Enjoy this you know this honeymoon and just keep yeah. you know keep kicking ass. And eventually, if no one says anything enough. You're gonna get riled up. You're gonna get itchy as fuck. You're gonna be like, "Fuck that!" I need to call a bitch out. You know? Right. Well, <clears> I think <throat> they did say Wednesday, so tomorrow that they would have a better understanding if that Beck fight is gonna um, be something that's actually reasonable. And if not, you know, you're right. Maybe I will poke the bear a little bit and and call some some. What's up? Out. What's up with Rachel? She went up. She went up and wait, or she doesn't want any smoke, or what? They said she doesn't want any smoke till January. So I guess maybe she. I don't know if she's in the same boat. She's enjoying it. She looks like you know. I, I like Rachel. She looks like she has a boyfriend. She's really in love with. She has a family, a very strong family system. She has a business that she's entrepreneuring in. Um, so who knows what it is? But you know, whatever. She said you know she doesn't want to fight until January. So okay. That's kind of off the table, which, I mean, I wouldn't mind that at all either. But then it gets to people are like, oh, well, you know, they don't have as much experience as you. And I'm like, we're talking about five five fights. And overall, we're not, like, new to combat sports. But, you know, I was like that, too. Like, my pro debut was against Beck Rawlings. So get the fuck out of here. she already had a big MMA background. Yeah, so whatever. But I'm ready, you know, for, like I said, again, my resume, I don't even need to say it because I feel like if anyone wants to go on to BoxRec and look up my name, Britton Hart, my resume speaks for itself. I fight anybody. It doesn't matter what their record is. And I fought out of my weight class. I fought some of the top world-renowned people so again me running or being cherry-picked is definitely not the case well that speaks volumes and and you yourself have never bucked a call out but (laughs) awesome that you're in you're in a position where they got to come for you now you know you're the one with the target on your back because you are the champ and defending champ so guys i can't tell you how much i appreciate you guys stopping by the show by the podcast again been a fan of yours joey gonna continue being a fan you got me to be a fan already months ago before you started dating this guy. And now uh, I get to have you guys on a podcast and you're a married couple. You guys are wild, bro. <laughs> <clears throat> you guys are wild. But I, I really do believe in it. I, I, I sense the energy. It's fucking cute. It's not something that you see very often. And I think it's dope that you guys share so much common ground on the fight world, the struggles, the this or that. And I, I think it's nothing but up. And so, again, appreciate it, man. You guys bless oh, yeah. the podcast by being here. Guys, don't forget, show some love. Follow these people. Team Britain, Hart, Team Joey Beltron. Forget about the handle. I don't know what it is. I already said it earlier. It's easy <laughs> to find them. Just spell their names yeah. out. Yeah. Stay tuned, guys. Thank you for supporting the podcast, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.